Welcome to My Business Playbook, where we pull back the curtain on the steps and missteps of successful people. You'll hear a raw and unfiltered play-by-play of what's worked and what hasn't, giving you helpful advice and insights so you can create an amazing business. I'm your host, Laura Higgins, and this is My Business Playbook. Hello and welcome back to My Business Playbook. I hope that you are doing well wherever you are, whatever it is you're doing. Now, today I'm joined by Jessamyn Solana, who is the Digital Marketing Manager at Interact Quiz Builder. And we have talked about Interact before on the show. We've interviewed Shanti Zach, who talks about how to use copywriting to actually build and design incredible quizzes. And today... I wanted to chat with Jessman. She's a marketing pro and I wanted to talk with her about how to use a quiz to design your customer journey and rehumanize your marketing. So we're talking about how to personalize the customer journey, how to personalize your quizzes for whatever type of business you run, whether you're in e-commerce, whether you're a service provider, whether you sell courses, whatever it is you do, there is a quiz that will work for your business that will attract your ideal customer so you can nurture them ongoing. So I encourage you to take some notes if you're thinking about building your email list and really building and designing your customer journey. This conversation is for you. Let's dive in to my chat with my friend, Jessman. Well, Jasmine, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you all about quizzes. How the heck are you? I'm good. And thank you for having me as well. I'm really excited to be here. Oh, I'm really, really looking forward to this. And we recently were joined by Shanti Zach, who is one of your ambassadors at Interact. And I thought mm-hmm. it'll be awesome to have a conversation with you about how we can humanize our marketing or rehumanize our marketing using the power of the quiz. So for anyone listening, if you have created a lead magnet in the past, if you've done a freebie, a downloadable PDF, a cheat sheet, any of those things, or if you've done a webinar, this is a really cool way to level up your lead magnet and your opt-in process to really start to attract new subscribers into your email list. And Jessamyn is going to talk to us all about how we do that and why we need to do that in today's conversation. But firstly, tell us a little bit about Interact, Jessamyn, and a bit about your role there. Yeah, definitely. So Interact itself is a quiz building platform for simpler terms, but it started, the idea started back in like 2014 by our CEO and co-founder, Josh and Matt. They were in college, actually, when they first kind of ideated and came up with this. But they used to build websites for people. And it basically came to this idea of, okay, well, this specific client who has a website wants to know what their audience needs, what they want. And so this idea came for a quiz. And from there, Interact was born. And in simpler terms, that's what we do. We have, we give you the platform to create a quiz yourself that you can put up on your website. 
it's one of the, I mean, in my experience, I think I'm a little biased, of course, but it's one of the best ways to convert people into loyal subscribers, paying customers. And not only are you giving them this sort of personalized experience, which we'll talk about, you are also getting to know them as well. Because as they're answering these questions in this quiz, you're getting an understanding of like, okay, this percent of my audience, you know, likes this and this other half likes that. And it's data at its core. So I, and I'm a marketing geek, so I could talk about data all day, but that's kind of the big thing of it is you get all this data, you're giving them this great experience. And on top of that, you're gonna end up making money off of it. My role at Interact, so I'm the digital marketing manager at Interact, but I've been here for four years. And Josh actually found me through a platform that was similar to LinkedIn, not much, not as big as LinkedIn. But when I first found Interact, I was like, what is this? I don't, I don't know. But upon looking at it, checking out the website, I was like a recent graduate. I had just left my first job out of college. And so I was just like open to new ideas, but also kind of like, I need to get my career going. (laughs) Um, And when I looked and interact, I was just like, wow, this is crazy. And kind of going back to the data thing again, I immediately understood what it was trying to do, what the goal was, what it was going to do for businesses. And I was like, wow, holy crap, this is insane. It's amazing. Fast forward to now, really what my role entails is our own podcast. So I'm the host of Creator Stories, if anyone's ever heard, or if you want to check it out, you could go check it out. I also take care of our blog content, social media, I oversee all of that. Um, And then I also come on shows and talk about rehumanizing your marketing with quizzes. So, so good. And I love, (laughs) I love that it's kind of two birds with one stone. And I think that is such a cool way to look at it as well because you're giving your audience something really valuable and something fun and and personalized mm-hmm. in in the quiz itself but then you're also getting the data like you were saying and it's actually really important for us to know where our customer is actually at what they actually care about what they actually value what their actual pain points are so that we can market to them effectively and I think so much of the time we're kind of like kind of making it up right we can kind of feel like "Mm, I think they like this and it's like what you don't know that like you actually need (laughs) you need to do some research and so this is a really cool way to also solidify or to refine your ideal customer and really speak to them in their language as well which I love and I think it's such I love that your kind of view at interact is is that that two-sided thing of hey we're going to make this experience really humanized and really feel personalized and and a really great user experience but we're also going to use this to really kind of get our own marketing and our own messaging like laser focused through the results mm-hmm. that you get from the quizzes i think that's just really really powerful and something that a typical lead magnet may not do. So I want to talk to you about the kind of classic, you know, classic, I don't know if that's the term you use, but <laughs> kind of the, the, the run-of-the-mill lead magnet. So anyone who's listening who doesn't know what a lead magnet is, it's essentially a value add that you give to someone so that they opt in to your 
email list. That's kind of in layman's terms. And typically it's free. It doesn't have to be free, but typically it's free. So Mm -hmm. the lead magnets that a lot of people use to build their email list, a lot of people start with a a downloadable guide, like an ebook, a PDF, a checklist, something quite simple like that. But now as I don't even know how long content marketing has been around for. Do you know? Uh, it's probably like 10 years, right? Do you think? It has to be. I I mean, it has to be before I even went into, I would say, high school. Because by the time I got into high school, I would say it was around the time like blogging started to become big and like messaging and, and all yes. that stuff. Yes, it's probably longer than, anyway, it's been around yeah. for a while. <laughs> it's been and there. So can you tell us, Jasmine, how does... Like, firstly, do people still engage with with a downloadable PDF? Like, do you kind of know much about how people engage and, and what the kind of opt-in rates are for that, that kind of classic lead magnet? So I love this question because I hear it all the time. And I think that is part of the confusion when people see like, oh, this is the new big thing. This is what I should be doing. They want to get rid of all of these sort of what we're calling classic, you know, um, lead magnets. But I would say on its own, say like you have like a downloadable PDF. I don't have any of my own data on how well it works, but it doesn't convert as well as a quiz. However, I always tell people you should keep that and keep those strategies and use it in conjunction with your quiz because it only just elevates it even more. And it's a way for them to get to that point rather than just having like a link on your website that's like, download my PDF, enter your email here. It's like, why should I do that? You know, I don't even, I don't, I'm just searching around. I'm just shopping. I don't know if if this is right for me. Whereas when you start off with a quiz, they're getting that value. They're understanding more of who you are and what your expertise is. Getting that downloadable freebie is just a bonus for them at the end. Yeah, I love that. So you're you're talking about integrating the two. So not just kind of mm-hmm. throwing away all your your PDFs and your eBooks and all those things, but actually working those in together as like a value add on top of the quiz. Right. And I'm a big fan of like repurposing your content. So taking what, I mean, a lot of times too, and I think what makes quizzes a little scary at first is it's like, I don't know how to write this. You know, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know what to add in there, but technically it's already written all over your website. It's written in your messaging and your social media and, you know, a blog post you wrote three years ago, you could take that same content, rework it into a quiz, use it with your quiz and just elevate that. Yeah, that's, that's such a good point. I love the idea of repurposing and I think it just saves you a lot of time as well. Mm -hmm. So if we're thinking about, does a quiz work for every business? Like I know we've got kind of online stores, we've got service providers, we've got coaches, course creators, so many different types of businesses listening. Does it work across the board, do you find? So it can, and I want to emphasize the word can because if you kind of have the content around it ready and you put it into play within your marketing funnel correctly, it can work really, really well. But I have, in my experience, worked with people where they were like, either A, it just wasn't the right timing, 
or B, they just like couldn't figure out what to surround, you know, what to surround their quiz around. Like, what do I do with it? And so it ended up not working. And I think that's just a big thing with it, but it can work for almost every business. So with me specifically, I mean, some of the most interesting ones that I've seen are, of course, like your big sort of buckets of like e-commerce, service-based, you know, um, that sort of a thing. But, you know, I've seen really interesting things like this one customer of ours, she, her whole business is about like, how you take care of plants and helping people become yes. plant parents and all that stuff. I can't remember the name to save my life, but um, she uses a quiz as like a, what type of plant are you? And then through that kind of figures out like, okay, here's how, you know, taking like all this thing about plants, here's how you take that. Here's some tips on being a plant parent. Here's some recommendations for plants I think you would really like. And then from there, it just goes on. So it could be that, but then it can also be one of our customers is Beauty. And she does sort of, have you heard of those um, like gua sha's? And yes, yeah, like jade rollers. Yeah. So her quiz is about like which gua sha is right for you or like which which tool is right for you um, for your, you know, your skincare routine. And so at the end, you get this sort of like, okay, it should be a jade roller instead of a gua sha. And here's how you use it. Here's the link to all the different products that I have that are rollers. On the flip side of that, I've also worked with people who are purely service based. And so it's sort of figuring out like, okay, you know, either it's like a what stage are you at in your journey? Like, are you beginning? Are you, you know, kind of have an idea, but you don't really know what you're doing with it, you need a little bit of help? Or, you know, are you not even my ideal client, and you're good to go? And I'm just filtering you out and giving you this experience anyway. Um, That's pretty much how I think like it can work in different types of businesses, just trying to it just really depends on where you're leading people to. Is it a product? Is it a service? Are you just trying to figure out like, who's my ideal client within these people that I'm already capturing? Yeah, that's, that's so, so cool. And I love, like, as a consumer, I love the e-commerce quiz. I think (laughs) anything that helps me to figure out what product is the best fit for me. um, Like I just signed up for this software skin care prescription thing where it's, a, you actually kind of speak with a doctor to like get prescribed skincare. Anyway, it's like this vitamin A thing and it's, it's great. It's worked really well. But um, you, you had to do this quiz to figure out, like for them to actually prescribe you this skincare routine. And it was such a beautiful experience because straight away I felt like I trusted the brand because they had Mm -hmm. asked me a bunch of questions like it was a consult with my GP or whatever. And then I was like, oh, they've given me a result. They've told, I have an outcome at the end of this, even if I didn't go on to buy it, which I did go on to buy it. But even if I didn't, it was still an outcome and it's still, you know, for me as a consumer, I still felt, oh, wow, that was really helpful for me, it kind of validated what I was thinking already. And like, I just think in e-commerce, there is a huge opportunity for mm-hmm. selling your products. And I think particularly if you have a wide range of products, it could be cool to actually segment people from there in your email list, which is another huge part of the outcome of using a quiz as well. So I think I love 
love a good e-commerce quiz like Mecca, Sephora, those brands that do the quizzes on like what type of mascara should you get? I love it because it just, it gives you something valuable and you don't, you don't feel like you're being sold to, you feel like you're being served. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's the whole idea. The way I like to kind of, you know, compare it to is, when you walk into a store, right? Like you're at the mall, you go into a store, what's the first thing that happens? Somebody's waiting at the door and they're like, hi, how can I help you? What are you, what are you looking for today? Yeah. Right. And then say you're like, I'm going to a party. I need to find a dress. They're like, okay, what kind of a party? Is it a formal party? You know, is it a wedding? Is it, um, is it casual? Is it a backyard barbecue? Like what, you know, what is it? And then you're like, okay, it's a backyard barbecue pretty casual, very informal. Then they're like, okay, well, let me take you to this section and here's some options that we have. Um, you know, here's graphic t-shirts for you. Is it hot outside? Here's some shorts or do you prefer pants? Like here's some pants. So you're really giving them that same type of in-person conversation experience that you would if they were to walk in through your door and you would have that conversation. It's just happening on a wider scale because it's on the internet. And, you know, it's through, it's through a platform, but at the end of the day, they're still getting that value out of it. And you are still getting that person in through your door. Yes, that is such, such a good point. And I think, and this, this question comes up for me a lot mm-hmm. when I'm working with clients and, you know, at the moment I'm like, everyone needs to do a quiz, like get amongst <laughs> it. It's so good. And the, uh, I guess it's the pushback that people have is, well, I don't want my, I don't want it to feel like I'm asking for an email. Like I find that people kind of go, oh, like, you know, I hate doing a quiz. And then at the end they, they tell me, oh, pop in your email to get your results. And I kind of, my, my kind of argument to that is, well, actually, no, this is the best way that you can serve someone. And in right. the same way, just what you were saying, Jessamine, about someone walking into your to your shop floor, you're going to serve, like by you asking them those questions, you're actually serving them and you're mm-hmm. helping them to find a solution for what they need. And it's the same with a quiz and opting in, someone putting their name and email in means that you can actually serve them better. And so anyone who's kind of like, oh, I hate having to put my email in or whatever, we need to be thinking about it as what is the best way that I can serve someone and adding value and getting someone's email are not mutually exclusive. Like they're not like, oh, well, I either add value for free and I don't get someone's email like, or I either feel sleazy and get their email or I kind of just keep giving away free content and never ask for someone's email. They don't have to be separate. (laughs) You know, you don't have to be sleazy in order to get someone's email. And I think it's a really important thing for anyone listening to remember that we need to position this. And this is where I really want to get into the rehumanizing thing with you, Jessamine. But we, we need to position this as how can we serve this individual? It's, it's making someone feel like an individual. It's making them feel like they are the only person you are serving. And how can we do this in the best way? And how can we do it in a way that feels authentic, feels value adding, but is also not just giving everything away for free and kind of thinking, why am I not converting anyone? So I wanted right. to ask you, 
tell me about with Interact, your whole thing is about rehumanizing connection with your audiences. Why do you think this is so important now in 2021? Why do you think this is so important? Definitely. So I think a big thing, and I say this all the time. So if anyone listening has heard me say this, they're probably like, oh, we get it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I say it all the time. And I think a big thing with it, and especially, you know, in our generation, I'm a millennial, um, in case no one knows. But (laughs) especially in our generation, right? Like growing up, the rise of technology just like every year got crazier, not in not in entirely bad ways, but it just like got more, I'm trying to think of like the correct word, but it, it just got more intense, I guess. Like it got better and it, you know, it was like looking into you more and it knows more about you. It's listening to you and all that stuff. And I think with the rise of technology, even with television, right? Like when you watch cable, you're like bombarded with ads and commercials everywhere. And at some point it became really impersonal. It was just like, buy, buy, buy. Here's what, here's what you can do. You know, like, here's what we do. Look, it works. And you know, at the at the bottom, it's like, these are actors. It's been dramatized. And so it became this thing where, you know, especially with the internet and social media, you see it all the time of all these ads just like following you everywhere that I think now people want to go back to more simpler, like, I just want to have a conversation with somebody. I don't want to talk to robots. You know, I, I want to get straight to the point even, and I want to see exactly what's right for me not necessarily what people in my region want or what people in my demographic want, you know? And I think we look for that stuff everywhere, even though it's actually not really there that often. And I think that's why it is so important to rehumanize your marketing because people want that, you know, like naturally as humans, we want connection. We want to be, we want to be talked to. We want somebody to say like, Hey, I want to know more about you and I want to know how I can help you versus just like, I saw you Google search some shoes yesterday. So here's the exact shoe, Yes, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and like, I think, I think that's a big part of it. And I think like, not that ads aren't great or not that it doesn't work, but I think, you know, we want that human connection. Yeah, that makes so, so much sense. So for someone who's listening, who is like, great. I'm sold on the quiz. Where do we kind of start when it comes to developing a quiz? Where do we kind of, what is kind of point one or step one of the process, do you think? So my biggest thing, and it's kind of funny because depending on who you talk to, they might have a different opinion. But if you're listening from me, I always think step one is to, either have an idea or know your audience, like have done your research on the people that you want to serve, what their pain points are, you know, and then also how they speak, what that kind what that messaging sounds like, what that voice sounds like. Um, Mainly because, because a quiz is so personal and because it's a conversation, you know, if I were to go to a clothing website and they were like, you know, they said something like, tell me about the clothing items that you like to wear and I will tell you what shirt you should buy (laughs) versus something that was like, Hey girl, like 
like, tell me about your everyday, like, what kind of, you know, what kind of clothes do you like to wear? And like, even like, even though it sounds informal, I would more likely go there versus something that's like super grammatically correct. That's like a little, you know, like off putting and I'm a little scared of it. Um, but that's just because that's my personality and you tend to gravitate towards what's similar to your personality. Right. So yeah. definitely know your audience a little bit, know how you want to serve them, know their pain points, and then also know what their brand, like what their voice is in order to figure out your brand voice. So important. The voice thing is so important because there's, you don't want your quiz to feel like a survey because a survey would right. say, tell me exactly like, like, tell me exactly what types of tops that you wear on weekends. How likely are you? Not likely. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like right. <laughs> you don't want it to feel like that. It doesn't need to be um, rigid. We want it to feel mm-hmm. human and like there's a personality. And I think that's a really, really important part. And actually, if you want to unpack how to develop your brand voice there's an episode we did earlier I think it's episode 107 with bossy copywriting and she is a gun at figuring out how to develop your brand voice so definitely listen to that episode but I love that so you're you're starting with knowing your audience how how important is it to kind of know your objective from the beginning like do I need to know as a service provider, do I need to know, okay, the reason I'm doing this quiz is because I want people to sign up for my one-on-one services or can it be more kind of fluid than that? So this is a great question because had you asked me this last year, I would say absolutely yes. You want to know every step of how this is going to look. But, you know, in the last few months, I've been talking to a lot of people and, you know, We've been kind of, you know, doing more case studies, like understanding the process that some of our customers have gone through in creating their quiz. And I've realized that the most successful quizzes have an idea of what that is, but what they're doing is they're just like, I'm open to if this changes, so I'm just going to create it, get it out there. And as it starts running, I'll understand a little bit better, you know, okay, this didn't work. So maybe I'll switch it to this service or, you know, maybe these types of products or maybe like this pain point wasn't working for them. Um, So yeah, you want to have an idea, but it doesn't have to be set in stone. It can be changed. You can relaunch it. You know, you can test it out and see how it does and then tweak it as you go. But yes, you do kind of want to have an idea of like, are you sending people to a course? You know, and if these people go to a course, what what does that mean? Right? Like, are these people brand new? Do they have no idea what's going on? And this course is really introductory? Or is this course meant for people who, you know, have been around the block, and they kind of understand like, okay, in this industry, I know a little bit more than a beginner. So you know, you need to know that, right? Like you need to know who who would be led to that course versus like if you're doing, you know, one-on-one consulting services, like what do you want in that client? You know, do you want them to be, you know, really polished, have had their business? I'm just like making things up. This could go for anybody, but you know, for the sake of this example, I'm not good at generalizing very well, but (laughs) say, say you're doing consultant services for brand strategy, right? Like, do you want them to, you know, 
have had a business set for five years and they're rebranding? Do you only want to talk to people who are starting from scratch? They need somebody to like really look into their business and kind of hold their hand. Or, you know, are you like, I just want this to be a one hour thing and I want them to kind of, I want to direct them to my services or like my course or whatever else after, you know, these are kind of the kinds of things that I would say to think about it doesn't have to be exact, but you know, you want to have it in mind because it does matter what the content of your quiz looks like in order to send them through seamlessly. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And thinking about what responses do you need to get from someone in order to filter them and segment them into the right exactly kind of customer journey from there. So I have a couple more questions for you. So when when we're going into building a quiz, what is the mindset? Because I think building a quiz does feel like quite a big undertaking. It kind of feels like, I love mm-hmm. that you're saying you can adjust as you go because it does feel a little bit like, oh, I need to know 10 steps ahead where I want that person to be or where where I what content I'm going to send them, what the customer journey is. And that can feel like, you're pulling at a thread and it just like there's so many other things that you need to kind of sort out before. If you could kind of sum it up, what do you think is the key mindset that we need to have when we start building our quiz? What's something we need to keep coming back to? Be open-minded and, you know, don't be a perfectionist if possible. (laughs) (laughs) Mostly just because like you said, like going back to that sort of, you know, we don't, you don't, if you keep thinking like I need to perfect it, it needs to be perfect before I push it out. I'm telling you right now, it's never going to be launched. Like you're never going to launch your quiz. You're going to drop it and you're going to be like, I just can't do this. Cause the fact of the matter is, is the quiz also helps you figure out, you know, it helps you tailor your audience, helps you tailor your segmentation. And so you can't figure that out unless you just push the quiz out there and see what works and what doesn't work. Yes. So, so thoughtful. And one more thing I just wanted to get your thoughts on. We've talked a little bit about segmentation, but can you explain segmentation to someone who is listening and is like, wait, what? (laughs) Rewind. What is that? Right. It's so funny because I feel like, especially in the, in the quiz world, we say it so often that I forget that there's people that are like, what is segmentation? And really all it is, is sort of kind of categorizing your audience into what we call personalities, but it can really be anything. It can be buckets. It can be segments. It can be, you know, your products, like your group of products, it could be your types of services you want to do. But really, it's just categorizing people. So they're organized in your email list. And when they're in, say, segment one, you know exactly who you're talking to. And you send them an email, you're like, this specific segment, this specific person, I guess you could say, or these people, they are people who like to go out to dinner instead of cook. They like to, you know, wear sweaters instead of jackets. They tend to um, ride a bike versus drive a car. Whereas in another segment, maybe those are people who drive a car instead of ride a bike. And maybe those are people who like to cook instead of eat in and so on. So you're really just categorizing people. So when you speak to them, when you send them an email, you're speaking directly to them and not to just a mass wide amount of audience that are like, okay, I guess, you know, this is just to everybody and not just me. 
And that comes back to the rehumanizing your marketing piece because every interaction that that person has with our brand feels special and unique and targeted to them. And I think that's where segmentation is. If you are building your list and you're wanting to like really take it to the next level, segmentation is a really important part of that and making it not feel like it's just a blast to everyone and we're kind of just throwing spaghetti at a wall and hoping something sticks, you know. Um, The other thing, like as an example, as a service provider, so how we segment our list is we segment in a one-on-one customer, so someone who is a good fit for that. So we already know, okay, these are the types of characteristics. This is how long they've been in business for. These are their pain points. This is the type of business they run. Do they have employees? Like how big is their business? How much money are they making? We try to kind of determine that and then we put them into a one-on-one segment. And then our other segment is a DIY starting out, really wanting to build and, and do as much as possible on their own. So they're more of a solopreneur starting out, really starting to build their business. And that we're really sending them specific messages for that their needs, if that makes sense. Just to give you an idea of like how a service provider can do it. That's how we do it. We just have two segments, really simple. And it's like one-on-one or or more of a DIY kind of route. So, and if you're in e-commerce, segmentation is amazing. And a lot of like, oh, you can do so much with Shopify and, and really to start kind of leveling that up and really making it like, oh, okay, that person was interested in these types of products Let's or they like that brand or they've purchased from that brand before. There's so much that you can do with your data within your e-commerce site as well. So I love the the other thing I just love about the quiz is that you kind of have inbuilt segmentation, which is amazing. And so straight away you're kind of plugging them right in to where you want them to go. So when you're building a quiz, Jessman, are you thinking about the segments from the beginning? Yes. That is the one thing that I will say you want to have down because your segments that you are categorizing people into become your results of your quiz. And so say result one aligns with segment one, then when you integrate that with your email platform, that goes into that segmentation, they get that set of emails, you now know they're this type of person and you can, you'll forever know like, okay, this is what this group of people likes. And this is like the products or services that I can recommend to them. Um, even if you come up with something brand new three years after your quiz. Yeah, that's, that's such a good point because that segment, once they're segmented, they, you don't, they don't have to buy something right away. Like right. they could be in that in that segment for in that stream for a long time before taking any action as well. So exactly, so cool. So final question for you: When it comes to marketing, what would be the final top tips for making your quizzes fun and engaging and really successful? Yeah, so I have a ton. If I don't get through it all, you can always search some of our resources um, on our website, on our Facebook, Instagram, and what have you. But 
My number one thing that I always tell to people is know your audience, but also choose clarity over cleverness. And that ends up making it more engaging because they know exactly what's going on. They understand exactly what you're saying and everything just falls into place after that. Also, you know, have a little fun with it. I, like I said, like that one example that I used earlier where she was like, you know, what kind of plant are you so that she can help (laughs) them become like a good plant parent, Um, you know, make it a little quirky, but just make sure it's clear, it's succinct and people can understand what you're saying. Oh, that's so helpful. Clarity over cleverness. I think that goes for marketing on the whole. I think (laughs) when we try to be too cute or too clever, we can kind of lose a bit of our impact. And I think you can still be, have an awesome tone of voice, but you can be clear. And I think that that is more important than being cute and clever. Exactly. (laughs) Cute and clever in your personal life, but keep your marketing clear. (laughs) Right. Right. I know. I, I think it's so funny because there's, there have been quizzes that I've seen where people be like, I need feedback on this. And I'm like, I got to be honest, I have no idea what you're saying here. <laughs> um, but, you know, and and it, it's it's kind of like similar to kind of how we're over here saying like segmentation, segment this, segment that. And then we forget, right? Like there's a group of people who are in our audience that don't know what that means. So mm. we need to be careful of, you know, the type of language that we use and making sure that we're explaining it. But because your quiz is super quick already, you want to make sure that it's clear from the beginning. Then when you get into like your email sequences or your results or your landing pages on your website, then you can bring in sort of that like, you know, different type of languages, make it a little bit more, um, you know, I guess I can't think of a better word, but like slang, you know, like the slang of your your tone of voice, I guess you could say. Yes. Yeah. I think that's so good. And just as well, I think keeping them quite short and fun. <laughs> right. That's the other right. thing. Right. Keep it. I like to tell people keep it less than two minutes because it's similar to like, a. it's kind of like when you see a billboard when you're driving, you know, they never have paragraphs on there. You know, it's, it's super quick. It's easy to read in a couple seconds. And it's kind of the same idea. It's like you capture these people, you have a couple seconds to catch their eye and then you have a couple minutes to keep them interested. And then once they give you their email, they're locked in. And there's, that's how you know, like, this works. They're, they're somebody that I can speak to now. Ah, that's amazing. Well, where can people follow you and where, where can people listen to your podcast? Because I know that you have so many helpful um, tips and tricks on all your channels. Yeah. So you can find us on Instagram, on Facebook with the handle at Try Interact. If you look for us on Pinterest, um, it's at T Interact because we made a Pinterest before and now can't log into it. So we can't use Try Interact. (laughs) But um, we're on there. Check us out. You can also find us on YouTube at Try Interact. And then if you're looking for the podcast, it's all about creator stories, which Laura, you're also going to be on it on our season three. Um, and that is called Interact's Creator Stories. So you can also find it on our website if you go to podcasts, but it's on all the major streaming channels as well. Thank you so much. You have been wonderful and I'm really excited to see the quizzes that our wonderful audience create. Yeah, thank you so much for having me and 
Also, if you guys are looking for me, I'm everywhere on all our platforms. So if you want to say hello or have any questions, feel free to shout out. Thank you so much, Jessmine. That was so, so helpful. I would love to have you back on the podcast to talk more about segmentation and the the journey after the quiz, because I feel like there is so much more for us to unpack. If you're listening, head on over to our show notes. You'll find all of the links that we mentioned. You'll also find a quiz that Jessmine and the team at Interact have put together that will really help you to determine your marketing archetype. So your marketing personality. I highly encourage you to check that out. And there's a bunch of other resources that the team at Interact have put together. And there's a sneaky little discount for our listeners of my business playbook. So head on over to the show notes to find all of the links. And if you loved this episode, please share it. Share it on Instagram. Share it wherever it is that you hang out. If you're a TikToker. I don't know if that's what they call them, but share it wherever you uh, hang out and leave us a review. If you loved it, leave us a review. And as always, we will see you back here, same time, same place next week. In the meantime, go get them.